and welcome back to Dig in Español on this very special episode. Um, I'm joined with... Hi guys, this is Karen Ramirez. Karen is gonna be my co-host today because we're having our very first Dig in Español rundown. Hey! Hey! What that means is we're just gonna go through um, a few entertainment events that have happened in a few months. Just explaining um, what significance Latinos have had at these events and um, just our opinions. And before we get started, I just want to say these are our opinions. <laughs> Please don't take us too seriously. Um, this is just going to be our opinion piece for uh, the semester. Um, so we're going to be going through the Oscars, uh, Coachella, and uh, the Met Gala. Um, so Karen, do you want to do a little intro before we get started? Who are you? What do you do? Absolutely. Well, like I said, my name is Karen. You could call me Karen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Karen Ramirez. I am a journalism major. I was a former writer for Dig in Español. And you know what? And just doing the po- this podcast today is so exciting. I'm so excited to We're be here. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much. Um, so we had a really special year. Of, really, we're in May right now, but wow. It feel like half the year's already gone. I feel like it's been so so excruciatingly long, but really short at the same time. But a few months ago, we actually had um, the Oscars, the ninety fourth Academy Awards for Oscars, in which they nominate and award significant films. Um, I'm a really big film person. I don't know how you feel. Uh, you know what? I I love watching films. I was actually at the premiere for Morbius, and it got seventeen percent of I saw John. Uh, was it? I saw Jared Leto, <laughs> Tyrese Gibson. He promoted his life with that movie. Oh like, my god! Did you see him? I saw that, and how was it? Give us your opinion. You know what? I I guess I just enjoyed being there. Um, you know, with the whole crew, with the cast that was there: Jared Leto, Tyrese Gibson, Andrea um, Arjona, who's um. Uh, Ricardo Rona's daughter (laughs) and um, I'm like oh boy like he's such he has such a good storyline and I don't know I don't know how to feel I mean fun experience it was a fun experience you know I got to shake um, Tyrese Gibson's hand oh did you really and I introduced myself so oh yeah because um, Stephen Rohr who's the uh, uh, publicist for who works as a I think he does journalism for for something Mm -hmm. and he's like a publicist and he and Tyrese Gibson is his client so um, yeah, I got I run into him. So he he was the one who introduced me to Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool! Which was so cool. Tyrese Gibson, the softest softest hands oh ever. My god. <laughs> hands of a Disney prince. <laughs> I know, right? Um, and what's your favorite movie? Uh, my favorite movie. Oh my god, Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies. Really? Yes, I love Goodfellas. Goodfellas, The Lion King is the second second. Yeah. My, actually, that would be like my favorite Disney movie. The Lion, the Lion King. King. Yeah, because I grew up watching it over and over again. My favorite <laughs> Disney movie is... I think I grew up watching that one a good amount. I grew up watching Emperor's New Groove a good amount. Oh. I love that film. And, like, it, it's just so nice. It's, it's so nice to even look back at it now. But I think right now my top three Disney films are probably, like, Meet the Robinsons. Have you seen that one? Oh, yes. That one has my whole heart wailing by the end, wailing, sobbing tears of just everything it's amazing 
Um, I like that one. I like Encanto, which we're going to talk about oh, a little bit yeah, later. Yeah. I love Encanto for so many I reasons. I have to agree with Encanto. I and, love Encanto, too. Um, uh, probably The Aristocats was another one. I love that oh, one. But you yeah. know what's something funny? I can't, I can't watch it in English. Only in Spanish. Only in Spanish. Only in Spanish. I don't know why. I grew up because, like, I'm I grew up speaking Spanish, and we only watch them in Spanish. So now just li listening to it in English is wrong to well, me. Well, check this out. Cuando estaba chiquita, <laughs> I had um, mi mi mamá y mi, pues, mi, mis padres me compraron The Lion King in Spanish. <laughs> so yo nomás la miraba nomás en español, too, yeah. en español, and then um, and then we had we he, uh, my my dad bought it again y la compró en inglés and. No nos gustaba verla no, uh, <laughs> in English. Mm -hmm. So he bought it again in Spanish. Yes, yes, estábamos. But until now, I mean, I watch it in English with my kids now. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, to each their own. But, like, yeah, there's something about watching Disney movies in Spanish and, like, that, like, age of, like, when did, like, in the 90s age, something about it just hits so different. Right. Yeah. So talking about Disney, Encanto won for Best Animated mm -hmm. Series. I'm serious. I'm sorry. Animated I'm, film. Film. <laughs> series. Yeah, for sure. I'm thinking series because it is... Um, May the fourth, and you know, but you know, but um, Star Wars, um, yeah. Obi Wan, the series is coming out soon, so I'm so excited about that. Oh my really? god, there's there's a few Latino cast in that, and I, I'm so excited for that. Uh huh. Um, like, um, ¿cuál es su nombre este? Isaac, oh, what's his name? Diego, <laughs> Diego. <laughs> Diego, oh Lu God. Diego Diego Luna. Luna. Oh yeah. <laughs> Diego Luna will be having his own series. Really? In the extended um Star Wars universe as Andor. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up watching Star Wars? I'm gonna be honest, I didn't. I've never seen you one know what? Star Wars. The film. thing is, I grew up watching the prequels. Mm. So mm -hmm. I watched Phantom Menace. I watched um The Clone Wars. And I watched Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. So I was in high school when those movies came out. I want to say middle school through high school. So I kind of grew up in my early teenage years. Mm -hmm. So seeing someone of, of you know, the, the, the descendencia mexicana, Latina, it, I was like, Diego Luna came out in um, Rogue One. Mm -hmm. So now seeing him have his own Star Wars show in the extended, you know, universe, mm -hmm. that is freaking amazing. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. <laughs> Speaking of Latinos in film, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, he was one we were just talking about. Sorry, we were talking about Encanto. Yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda, which was the creator of uh, In the Heights and Hamilton um, was a creator for the film Encanto, which is about a young girl who um, is in a family, a young Colombian girl that is in a family that where everybody has magic and she doesn't. And the whole film is kind of about her trying to um, save the magic. And um, it's a really beautiful film. If you haven't seen it, I completely recommend it. But of course you have because it's Encanto. But um, I think this film was especially significant because it, it really talked about like generational trauma, which I think us as a Latino community, we all experienced it. And to, so to some degree, like all of us understood it and we all understood it in a way that was like so much deeper than just like, oh, brown people on a screen. It, it was and even though that was super significant. It was more like, oh, brown people on the screen talking about something that brown people are actually going through now. It's so the relevance is so important. Um, so it was really cool to see. I really enjoyed that film. I was sad that Dos Orillitas didn't win for 
that was a tragedy. I really th- thought so too, and you know Sebastian um, Yatra, oh, his performance God. His was performance was, amazing. Be- was amazing, was beautiful, and we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that was a good one. How that did you feel a- about the performance where we don't talk about Bruno? Uh, you know what? I like the performance of seeing Luis Fonsi and Be- and Becky G at the very end. Like, uh-huh. oh my God, I didn't expect that. I mean, I saw them, and I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> I literally okay. I feel the same way. I'm not gonna say I'm mad. No, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> but I just think it was it would have been so much better to have the actual cast instead. You know what I mean? Yeah. The actual cast should have been there, especially because, you know, like they well, first and foremost, they worked really hard to voice those characters. So in my opinion, I feel like if I was an actor who actually voiced, it would be like, yeah, Becky G's here, <laughs> but she's singing what I'm supposed to be singing. Yeah, like that's, know, that's right? kind of messed up. Um but yeah, I I was really disappointed that they didn't win, and I really thought they were gonna win. I think it was Billie Eilish and Phineas that won for a double that double the seven, seven movie, film, film. which I enjoyed, and I do love Billie Eilish. I just think like this one, this one was kind of I would have it, it would have been really special to see um, Dos Oruguitas win. Yes. Do you know um, they? We don't talk about Bruno broke records, another Latino significant record for most like doubt. You know what? Let me look it up because that's going to be a stat that if I get wrong, it's not going to be good. Uh-huh. Um, give me one second. But we don't give up. No. <laughs> I guess it goes it's so, so catchy. Hard. It's so catchy because because at the same time you think about the song, it's about. You know, excommunicating that person in your family. <laughs> That's not funny. You know? And it, it, it happens most of the time, you know, in our families, in our Latino families. Yeah, don't talk about it. You kind of just sweep it under the rug. And yeah. and, and I, it's not only people in our family. It could be situations in our, in, our, in our family. And I think that's where, you know, the, where we don't talk about Bruno comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I found it. So we don't talk about Bruno. Song from Disney's 2021 film Encanto has reached number one on Billboard Hot 100 chart. So this song broke the record set by A Whole New World in 1993 for Aladdin. Wow, that's almost 19, 20 years ago. Yeah. No, wait, no. That's like 30 30 years ago. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's about to be 30 years ago, which is, like, so crazy, Um, especially because and and I saw this commentary that somebody else made um that um we don't talk about bruno is really interesting that it got so far as far as a whole new world because a whole new world yes we all know it from aladdin but the song itself could be about anything it could be just a love song it could be something you hear on the radio we don't talk about bruno on the other hand is something that um is it's very specific to the situation names 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 characters and it's like and it's from latino so it was really unlikely that it would get as far as it did so it's cool that that it got as far as it did but um lin-manuel miranda nominated dos orguitas instead because he felt uh lin-manuel miranda and the team of people obviously had a team because he said that he felt that the significance of the song was so much more important with dos orguitas because dos orguitas was especially for like the immigrant community and it was especially for like latinos now as opposed to we don't talk about Bruno, which was like a bop, but you know, <laughs> it would just mean so much more if the win would have gone to the sort of. But I don't know. I just really felt it deserved to win. I don't know if we don't talk about Bruno would have won instead because it did did do so much better. Maybe, but maybe it would have. Now I'm thinking, maybe it would have. Yeah. 
have. But you know, on the good side, on the flip side, you know, it's it did very well. Mm-hmm. And even you know, my kids watch it every day. Oh, me too. Ask my mom. I literally <laughs> oh, watch it every my day. God. I watch it every day. So that means something. You know, if all you're the watching... views are actually from your kids. <laughs> my, kids. my Disney Plus. <laughs> oh God. No, but how do they feel? Do they make any commentary? Yeah, I don't even know how kids feel about it nowadays. Oh, no, I haven't my, been around kids. My my kids love it. Uh, my oldest one loves it. And you know, how old are your kids? My daughters are ten and five. Mm-hmm. Brianna's the oh, oldest. Oh, they're right one. there. Yeah. So and Crystal, especially Crystal, I think because she's in, you know, that yeah, she's a baby. She's five years old, so she's getting into stuff now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's getting into turning red. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! I loved. It. I never felt That's so funny. funny. That's a good one. Like you. <laughs> that one. And you know what? I one. really liked. It was such a unique story because it kind of reminded me when I was a teenager. Yeah. You know, when I was like turning red or turning red, turning red, yeah, turning red. So it was what I think it's it takes place in the early 2000s when I was just a pubescent, pubescent. (laughs) you know, kid. And I was into all these bands, you know, Mm -hmm. around that time. And um, yeah, I I don't know. I I really enjoyed that film. Especially the flute. I used to play flute when yeah. I was in eighth grade. <laughs> oh, did you actually? That's yes. so cool. Yes, yeah, so I, I kind of relate. Play cello. It was, it was, I was, it was very relatable. It resonated Aww, very much. That's so cute. Yeah, all of these films are like doing more. Like, do, do that's what I was asking. Does it go over the kids' head, or they do? Do they kids' heads, or do they understand that it's about like generational trauma and stuff like that? I think most. I my my daughter, my oldest one, is the one that caught on to it. She, my, oh, well, so yeah, she gets uh, it. Yeah, she gets Kids it. Kids are smart. Wow. Yeah, my well, my oldest one did. Obviously, my little one, she's not there yet. But my yeah. daughter, she's like, hey, mom, and she'll just start asking me questions, and I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I have to explain character development. Yeah, and stuff. for sure. I mean, that's so cool. It's stuff like that that, like, really films like Encanto, like, really encapsulate. And that's why I thought it was really special. Did you see? Did you watch Encanto in theaters? I did not. Oh. I waited because I have the Disney Plus yeah. app. Which so. is completely understandable. Did you watch <laughs> Far From the Tree? I did not. Watch it. It's so good. Anybody who hasn't watched it, please watch it. It's so good. It's about <laughs> these two, rac- this raccoon about um, how, like, well, I'll, I'll let you watch it, but basically it's, again, about, like, generational trauma and how it really, like, affects people and how, like, your parents weren't trying to traumatize you. Like, it just happened because that's how generational trauma works. Um, but it's super sweet. It's, it's super sweet. Um, and I, I definitely recommend people watch it. My sister told me, because I, I went to get popcorn, and I was like, oh, like, I won't miss anything. And she get, came back, she was in shambles, just crying. She Because <laughs> oh, it no. gets you, it gets you. It's really, it's really good. Um, but yeah, back to Back Oscars, to the Oscars. What we were actually talking about. <laughs> um, another big win was for... Uh, West Side Story. West Side Story. That one was really... How did you feel? Did you watch West Side Story? You know what? I, I, I remember watching the old version, and I don't know about this one. I didn't really... No me llamó la atención mucho. Did you watch it? No, I didn't, pero... Mm-hmm. I, I, no sé, no sé, no sé. No, no creo que f- no fue algo que me interesó ver mucho. Mm. I'm a musical theater lover. I love musical oh. theater. And I love West Side Story. I watched it when I was a kid. Should not have watched it when I was a kid. It had some very heavy content. But, um, and, you know, I... 
it's basic. I watched it again, and I, I enjoyed it as much as I could. I think the opportunity, though, where it gets me, and that is my, like, biggest hot take, is the fact that it was still, like, created by Steven Spielberg, Spielberg. a white man, which I think the opportunity should have just gone to somebody who actually understands the culture. And you he know? came to Cal State Long Beach. And he came to, we like, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, CSUOV alum. <laughs> but um, I just think, and as much, I can tell it was created by a white man. And I think a lot of people will fight me on that. And that's completely fine. But I just think it would have been significant if that opportunity had gone to a Latino filmmaker, Puerto Rican filmmaker, somebody like that, as opposed to like, you know, the the for the issue with the first film that came out when in the 70s? Yeah, 70s with Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno, which was a big win. First time a Latina woman had won for supporting actress, and it was so significant and amazing. But, you know, the the lead was played by a white woman who was essentially playing, uh, appropriating culture and pretending to be a Latina, which is, like, not okay. And I feel like a lot of that was just kind of swept under the rug. It just, and that's the thing about like in media and movies and like racism, you know, microaggression, stuff like that. You don't really want to call it out because you're like, oh, I don't want to call it out because, you know, that was such a big win for the Latino community. But you don't talk about like all of the things that happened before that. And like, you know, you know, you know, there's there's lots of sides to it. And I just think that personally for me, I'm glad and then exact same thing. Yes, it was created by, you know, a white man. But Ariana DeBeau won for her role as as Anita in West Side Story. And that was super significant. First time a Latina, Afro-Latina queer woman won for supporting actress. And that was a big win. That's a big So it's deal. it's huge. Like, that's amazing. But so, like, yeah, double-edged sword. And I don't mean to bash on the movie because I don't want to discredit something like that. But... You know, I think it would be wrong to not mention it either. Yeah, and I mean, um, at the end of the day, someone the 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 um, background Latino background mm-hmm. took the win. Yeah. So. so yeah, that was West Side Story. Um, Guillermo del Toro he got nominated for uh, Nightmare Alley for Best Picture. He he directed and he co-produced the feature. And I I love Guillermo del Toro. I love his films. I think he's just awesome. Um, también mexicano ah. también mexicano and um, I think that was good I like the movie um, it didn't win but I, I wasn't expecting it to win but I, I think it was really cool that he was nominated I think he did us good um, with such a cool film he's known for his like um, he's known for his super like dark twisted like type Story. stuff and I really love it I think I saw him in an interview and he said something along the lines of someone asked him like how do you like find that balance of like um how do you find that balance of like showing the horribleness that is in the world and also showing the good and he his response was like i'm mexican and i've always known um to find beauty in things that aren't so beautiful and he's like something along the lines of like i celebrate dia de los muertos where we find good and happiness and peace in death which is something that um i incorporate a lot in in some of my films and i thought that was really cool um but yeah he was another winner um i think those were all our winners Winners. for oh wait penelope cruz and javier bardem um they they both got nominated neither of them won but um 
I really enjoyed Javier's performance and being the Ricardos. I don't know if you saw that movie. I did not. You know what? I recommend it. The thing is about the Oscars, there's a lot of these movies I haven't watched. And I'm oh, like, really? oh my God. I love that. I, I like film, but I guess I'm more attracted to the films that that are more advertised. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. Being the Ricardos was so, so good. Nicole Kidman, like, knocked it out of the park. And I, I bet. really thought Javier was, was going to. I was hoping he would win. Um, even though he, he, oh, sorry, I'm just reading right here that he said that he was also nominated for No Country for Old Men. Um, so it oh, I, been, love, I love that movie. Yeah, that one's a good that one. That was a badass movie. Um, but, but yeah, he got nominated to, for, for his role as Desi Arnaz, which was another like significant role, um, in like the U.S. media. Mm-hmm. Um, Last but not least, uh, Eugenio Derbez. Oh, my God. Wait, uh, he is my dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I was completely Familia about Peluche, if anybody used to yeah. watch that. Oh, come on. Come on. That's a big deal. Yeah, Coda won Best Picture, and Eugenio Derbez was, uh, what was he? I don't want to misquote. I think he was a producer, no? A producer and actor? Uh, he was... Derbez stars in the film Coda as Bernardo Villalobos, a music teacher who helps Ruby Rosie, the protagonist who wants to be a singer. Coda is best nominated. Coda is nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, and so, it actually won Best Picture. And it did win Best Picture. So that was really cool to see him take a take a role in that um, in that film that was so successful. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for um, Oscars. Um, I think we can move on to to Coachella. Coachella. Hey. Coachella was huge this year, especially para los Latinos. Mm-hmm. Um, Grupo Firme was there, mm-hmm. who's like one of the hottest Mexican regional um, bands del momento. And um, uh, what is it called? Um, Banda MS was there, mm-hmm. Nathanael Cano. We had Carol G's performance with Becky G. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. My friends, they went, and obviously I was invited, but I had to turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to turn it yeah. down, unfortunately. But gosh, it's just, it's just so amazing to see how our people are breaking through, you know? Uh-huh. When you think about music festivals, what do you think of? I think about like, I'm not a big musical festival person, but I think of like, sorry, like I think a lot about like white people and like, you know, like mostly white mainstream pop culture type things. Um, So I think it's really cool when we see Latinos actually like being front and center and in performing. What do you think of when you hear? When I think of (laughs) Coachella, I think of people. <laughs> I hate to say this, you know, people all are, you know, on E and rolling and you know, getting mm-hmm. and but at the same time, it is an artistic festival, um, you know, where um, many get to display their their talents. It's an arts and music festival, obviously, um, but you know, this this year, uh, Coachella con los Latinos, they, I. They brought a huge crowd this year. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't want to misquote, but I don't know how many. I, there was a large, there was a large crowd of Latinos this year. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, well, um, Grupo Firme um, performed on a Friday, performed the two Fridays, 
Banda MS performed Saturday, Becky and um, Carol G performed on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And the tribute she did for Selena the first weekend. That one was weekend. so good. Um, if you haven't seen the video, look it up. It's so amazing. She, Selena Quintanilla, was a Tex-Mex, as you all know. Um, she was the queen of Tex-Mex. And Carol G, before, before her performance, she made, um, she made a tribute to Selena by singing Como La Flor. And she mentioned that um, she thought it was really important to sing that song and uh, represent for Selena because Selena was one of the artists that really broke the barrier for Latino artists, especially in the United States, especially for not only Latino music, for uh, English speaking music and pop culture music. She was just such an icon. So she thought it was like the right thing to do to, to pay tribute to her. And I think it was too. It was so cool to see. And it was so I'm I, that's. I'm not again. I'm not a. I'm not a festivals person because I just don't like the environment. Like it's just not. I don't want to be in the desert, surrounded <laughs> by a million people, trying to listen, trying to see one person in the crowd. Like that's not my thing. But that's the only time I've ever wished I was there. I wish I was there to see that. Well, not only that. Um, it was paying tribute to Selena. Um, it was her birthday. April. It was. It was Selena's birthday. So I mean, why? Why not? Um, you know. Pay tribute como la flor mm -hmm. and other hit songs. I mean, come on! If Selena was still with us, rest in peace, she would have absolutely been one of the first Latinos to really like headline. Like we all know it, you know. Um, so it was really cool to see stuff like that. Um, yeah, but all of these Latino artists have been coming to more forward now. Um, but there's like there's a there's a the I think we saw that the festival started in 1999, and um, you know Latino artists have slowly been like trickling in there. One of the more significant groups was Los Tucanes de Tijuana that oh, yes. performed in 2018. Um, they were like one of the bigger headliners for um, Mexican music, and it was super special to me. I thought it was super special because you know I'm from Tijuana. And hearing like Los Tucanes was so cool. You see videos, I saw videos of like uh, past years in 2018, and it was so cool to see them like turn up to, to actual, the Chona. Yeah, to the Chona. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like stuff like that is super cool. Was there anybody else that was like of significance? Uh, J Valmi también. Yeah. Uh -huh. 2018, I think the same year Tucanes yeah. de Juana played. I thought that was pretty amazing with his, um, his performance. Um, you know, I would really love to see Bad Bunny. Uh-huh. Has he not? I think he did appear, but you know what? Don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Let me look it up. <laughs> let me look it up. I don't think he has. Oh wow, that's interesting. <laughs> However, did you see how he came, how he arrived to Met Gala? My God, have you seen the memes? Yes, I've seen the memes. Anyway, <laughs> we can move on. Like, yeah, let's talk about that for a minute and give the rundown of the Met Gala. Um, let's start there. Wow, Bad Bunny was interesting. That was an interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen. Um, I just think he was such a, but you know, for the Met Gala, so the, the, um, the theme for the Met Gala was, um, Gilded Age, right? Yeah. I, th I feel like so many people missed the mark. I mean, I'm no one to be judging about fashion, but I feel like a lot of people missed the mark. <laughs> um. But I think that's what it's, the Met Gala is about, you know, yeah. you know, they come in these crazy outfits and, um, well, a uh, Bad Bunny, um, was uh, ¿cómo se llama? Burberry dressed them, I mm -hmm. guess. 
and that long ass trench <laughs> trench dress. Why was it? <laughs> I just I, mean, I see that meme of the I, was it the fairy? I don't know what it is. The the madrina, the madrina, not, madrina like the quince and Bad Bunny was la madrina. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, um, but yeah, I think I mean I feel like if he liked it, good for him. But like, just in my opinion, that wasn't. That wasn't the best. That move. wasn't the best one. Um, no. Oh, they could they compare him here with Scooby Doo. <laughs> no. No way. The Muppet Man. I saw <laughs> literally the Muppet Man. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bad Bunny. I'm sorry, Benito Pero. Oh yeah, because he's definitely listening. Si si nos escuchas, si es que nos llega a escuchar, no te lo hayas puesto, Papa. Eso no. Oh no. What was the dress that I actually liked? Ariana DeBoe, I thought, speaking of which, I thought she did really good. Have you seen her? Oh, yes. I liked her yeah, dress. Yeah, I loved her dress. It was like a, it's a, it's a black um, trail skirt, trail dress with, um, it's like a lot of gold features. I thought she was a very gilded age to me. I didn't like the amount of black I saw. You it was a lot of black. And I would think for this, like, you would just want to go all out. Um... Let's see who else. Eisa Gonzalez. I really loved her really, dress. Yeah. Eisa Gonzalez has come a long way too to come to the to the Met Gala to see Latinos at the Met Gala. I mean, we've had Salma Hayek before, but yeah. I mean, I see, um, como te dijera, to see a large, you know, group of Latinos. Be at yeah, the Met Gala. they really did. There was a lot of people there. Maluma um, has been there before. Maluma has been there as well. Anthony Ramos, I didn't care for. Who is he anyway? Anthony <laughs> Ramos is from Hamilton. <laughs> you see? You see? <laughs> you know, I just didn't care for it. I didn't like it at all. It's like a, I think it was like some, it had flags on it. It was just like a basic suit. I just didn't care for it. Mm. Um, Cardi B, I liked. Oh, Cardi B always makes a. Yeah, I thought a lot. I saw a lot of people that she was getting like a lot of hate for her outfit, but I liked it. I thought it was uh, it was like Gilded Age, but like glam. It was like a corset. Um, I think it was really good. The Bridgerton cast. The Bridgerton cast <laughs> killed oh, it. So, I mean, obviously we don't have Latinos in the Bridgerton cast, but oh, <laughs> but the Bridgerton cast was really good. <laughs> was really good. Other than that, I mean, I'm, we had um, J Balvin también. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they they impacted, you know? Cool. Yeah, any representation we've had for Latinos at the Macal is obviously good. We're just giving our opinion. Um, but yeah, oh, I think... Oh, Anita, too. Anita? Yes. Oh, yeah. Rosalia. Yeah. Rosalia looked good. I really liked her look. Nice, yeah. She wore... Uh, Anita wore, like, a purple dress with pearls, you know, with the... With the... ¿Cómo se dice? Shoulder length. No, not shoulder length. Um... How do you call this style? Off the shoulder. Off the shoulder. <laughs> and then off the shoulder. <laughs> oh my god, I lost. Um, Rosalia, Rosalia with her, así mira como sirena, estilo mm-hmm. sirena. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, you know, I am. I'm so happy to see all these people, you know, be out there and representing us out there. So yeah. Well, I mean, that was the rundown for the past few weeks. Um, thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time. Thank yeah. you so much, Karen, for being with us. My pleasure. This was so much fun, and till next episode. <laughs>